This is the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seidel, and it's episode number 72. Welcome to the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seidel. We're all about highlighting self-help, positive psychology, and books on well-being. We share the content and actionable advice so you can make normal life extraordinary. We are a community of lifelong learners, high achievers, and busy people. Get ready for your download so you can live life happy. I'm your host and addicted to reading, Andrea Seidel. Hey there, it's Andrea here. I hope you're doing amazing. I'm so excited. I highlighted another fantastic, wonderful book. This one's called Better Than Before. It's by Gretchen Rubin. Such a great book, and it comes at such a good time because I don't know about you, but in the new year, it seems like a blank slate and a wonderful opportunity to make new habits, right? So this book is great because she really, really does help us to make changes in our life, and she really helps us to adopt new habits that we'd like to change or new habits that we'd like to adopt and it's so great because she allows us to delve into our own wonderful way that we can make ourselves better than we were before. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast if this is your first time here. This is where I highlight books. I try to suck out all the actionable nuggets so you can put the knowledge into action. I am obsessed with books like I literally love their little packages of knowledge and little packages of like years and years of research that these authors put in obviously into their books and so it means the world to just be able to highlight these books for you and kind of suck out the actionable nuggets but if something sparks your interest or really does resonate with you I always highly recommend that you purchase the book and support the author because they put so much time energy effort and love into their book. So it's really, really great. Okay, so for the purpose of this highlight, Live Life Happy podcast, we are all about sucking out those actionable things that we can add to our life so that we can live happier or have a higher sense of well-being. And so here we go. Let's jump right into this book. So if anyone can help us stop procrastinating or start exercising or get organized, it's Gretchen Rubin. This book is so great because she's also the author of The Happiness Project which is another fantastic book and it's all about taking ownership of your life and what I love about her book and what she really does emphasize within this book is that most of us have habits that we'd like to change or you know that there's something that we would like to maybe start and and what she talks about is that there's no a shortage of advice and there's no shortage of motivational speakers out there but the bottom line is is that there's no magic so there's not one size fits all solution to make us better than we were before but what she emphasizes within her book which is so fantastic is that we're all unique and we all have our own special formula to create change in our life and to make ourselves better than we were before so have you ever wondered you know why we can't why we find it tough to create habits and that sometimes you know we would love to have certain things in our life and we would love to adopt certain habits 
but it becomes so hard. And then, or have you ever wondered, like, how can we keep our healthy habits? I mean, when we're surrounded by temptation all around us, like, I mean, let's face it, when we go to the checkout at the grocery store, there's chocolate bars right there. <laughs> so it's so hard when there's temptation all around us. Um, and have you ever wondered, you know, like, how is it that we can really make our habits stick? Or how can we get rid of the habits that we don't really want in our life? And so these are all um, really posing questions that she actually answers within her book. So these are the most perplexing questions about habit, and she really addresses it within her book. So she reveals the secret to habit change. So one of which is to know yourself, is to really tap into your own uniqueness. So when we shape our habits, we're able to suit ourselves. If we shape the habits in order to kind of customize them towards ourselves, then we can find success. So, you know, whether you want to eat more healthy, whether you want to stop checking your devices or being on your phone, or you just want to finish a project, this book will help you start so that you can work on building your habits or changing your habits right away. Okay, so I have a question for you, and this is what I did as I read this book, is think about what habits that you're looking to change. So what habit do you want to develop or you want to adopt? Can you think of one? Can you think of a couple? Like maybe you want to sleep better, maybe you want to walk daily, maybe you want to drink more water, I know that's mine, or just stop procrastinating. So what she, what I suggest is like come up with that list, even if you have to pause the podcast, and kind of come up with those things and the habits that you'd like to change or adopt. Um, And this will really help you as we go through her whole entire book, because you can consider all these steps that she talks about that you might want to try in order to begin that process of change. Okay, so here we go. So in her book, it's so great because the whole overview of the book is that the idea of better than before tackles the question of how do we change? So her whole book is based on that question, like how do we change? And the answer is by using habits. Habits are these invisible kind of architecture that creates our daily life. So this in these habits is really what creates our reality. So she talks about the idea that we repeat about 40% of our behavior almost daily. So our habits actually shape our existence and also shape our future. So it's amazing because this book really tackles that question, like how do we change? And then the answer is basically by using habits. But then the next question becomes, well, how do we change our habits? And that is what this whole entire book is all about. So the first thing that she talks about basically is that there's no one size fits all um, solution. There's no formula. You can't just sit there and copy somebody who's highly successful and copy their habits and expect for yourself to be really successful and productive and creative. Because the reality is, is that we must cultivate habits that work for us, not necessarily for other people. And that's so true, right? Like you think about that is everyone's so unique and individual that, you know, what habits that might work for someone else may not work for you. And so she really does tackle that uh, question, like, how do we make change? And the change is by really knowing yourself. Okay, so then she talked about, I mean, like some people, they like to start really small and make little incremental steps. Some people like big change up front, whereas some people, they need accountability and other people don't like it. They're rebels. And then she talked about, you know, some people thrive when they take breaks, whereas other people, they feel like breaks might 
break their focus and their 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 ability to get things done. So I think that's so powerful as just that idea of knowing yourself. There's no such a thing as a wonderful habit formula, and that's what she talked about within her book. And she says that most the most important formula for you is to know yourself and to choose strategies that work for you. Okay, so what we do every single day matters more than what we do once in a while. I'm going to repeat that because it's so important, right? So what we do every single day matters more than actually what we do just once in a while. So remember I highlighted that book on... um, um, Atomic Habit. It's such a great book. And I suggest you go back to that episode. It is so great because it's all about those those tiny little habits that we do every single day actually compound and have a compound effect and really affect us in the long run and help us to be super, super successful. So that's the concept here is that what we do every day really does matter and makes a difference and has actually more impact than the things that we do once in a while. So our habits is what's going to make us better than we were before. (laughs) Okay, so let's jump in. So the whole first part of her book is all about this concept and this idea of self-knowledge. So knowing your own personal magic formula. So the question becomes, you know, how do you respond to expectations? So she talked all about, you know, how do we respond to expectations? Do we like to, um, do we, do we consider other people's expectations or does an, an in Internal expectations? Do we look at the day like, you know, what's on the schedule or what's on the to-do list today? What's expected from us, from ourselves and others? Like what motivates us in terms of our expectations? She also talked about, or are we the type of person that, you know, they question all expectations and then you think about what's justified or what needs to be done and uh, that's what you're going to do in your day that's what motivates you like what needs to get done today and why and then you decide what needs to get done and that motivates your your behavior or are you the type of person where you know you think about what other people need or expect from you and you really put other people's expectations above your own you know are you that type of person where you you know like what external it's kind of like external pressure you know you drop everything and you feel obligated sometimes to help other people and then she also talked about some people are kind of like rebels where we resist all expectations outer expectations and inner expectations you think more about what would I love to do today (laughs) so the idea is is that just knowing yourself and kind of how you manage expectations and how you formulate your day is really important right because it determines whether or not you know how you how you set your habits she also talked about there's no magic formula and that we really must make our um, like hold ourselves accountable to things and kind of be be more creative in how we come up with our own habits. Instead of just copying successful other people and people's habits, we must know our own nature in order for uh, our habits to serve us best, right? Because for example, if you're a rebel, then you'll know that if you know you don't like to have um, accountability, you don't like to have someone controlling you, you don't like rules and expectations. So if you know Know that then the best way to set up your habits and the best way is to make sure that you don't have that kind of um, those rules in place and those expectations coming from external sources so it's all about knowing yourself 
This is the part that I love. As a life coach, it's so essential to ask some very powerful questions. And this is what you can do. You can self-coach yourself here just to find your distinction and what what makes you different. And just by knowing this, you'll have this self-knowledge of what's important to you, like what it is that you value. What is it that, you know, what are your current habits? What's going on for you? So that way you can set up something that's more successful for yourself when you are setting these habits. Okay. So it's all about, you know, spending, how do you like to spend your time? You know, what, what makes you feel energized in a day? Like ask yourself these questions. When, do you feel most energized? What activities um, take up your time that aren't useful at all? So think about those things, those time wasters, those habits that you have in your life that really don't serve you well. And so the idea is kind of turning inward here and really looking at your own distinctions, looking at, you know, what it is, what, what can you do for hours and you literally never feel bored? Like when you go in that nice and positive psychology, we call that flow state. Um, what is it that you would do if you had, for example, 500 extra dollars and you had to spend it on fun? How would you spend it? That's a tough question, right? But it reminds you of what it is that you value. You know, do you value saving time or do you value saving money or effort? So the idea here is just recognizing what makes you unique, what makes you you. And then they, she also suggests that you look at your current habits, you know, if you could change one habit in your life, what would it be? What would you change? So if you could change one habit in your life, what would it be? I want you to really think about that one and write it down. <laughs> it's amazing how, oh, this is the other fantastic thing she talked about in her book, is if, if, you, if people around you could change one habit about you, what would it be? It's amazing that if we sometimes can't think of our own thing that we'd like to change, think about how someone close to you might think about the one habit that they might want you to change. <laughs> That's kind of like a eureka, right? Oh my God, I'm sure my kids have loads of ideas for me. But anyway, yeah, so coming up with that, you know, one thing that you'd like to change or think of one habit that you'd like to adopt or that you'd like to, you know, if you think of someone who you admire or the, a mentor that you might have or someone that inspires you, you know, that's how you can think about maybe that they, they have a habit that you'd like to adopt. And then also consider is that, is that something that's realistic for you and that you can fit into your life and that would work for you? So the idea is to think about and be very clear on something that you'd like to adopt or change or add to your life. So this first step is all about just knowing yourself, tapping into your own idiosyncrasies and kind of figuring out what is it that you would like to change in your life. So how can you make yourself better than before, right? So what what habits would you like to to change, to adopt, to add to your life? And what habits would you like to take away? Or if you, you know, and then what's really important to you? That self-knowledge is huge. Okay. Then in her book she talked all about the pillars of habits. This part's kind of important. So the pillars of habits she talked about monitoring foundation, scheduling, and accountability. So within these categories, monitoring is really essential. This is how we can manage 
we can basically only manage what we monitor is how she said it within her book. So for example, if you could say, you could say that, you know what, I want to lose weight, but that's really hard to monitor just that statement. But what you can do is you can monitor the change on your scale, the changes in measurement. So the second you can monitor change, then you know whether or not it's worth your time, worth your energy, worth your effort. So she's saying within her book that it's one of the pillars of habit formation is making sure that your habit is something that you can monitor, that it's really essential in order to make positive changes. Okay, the example she used was blood sugar levels in your book. So if you're going to change your diet so that you can manage your blood sugar levels, you want to make sure that like it just by managing the blood sugar levels, it makes you know, wow, it's really worth it when I, you know, decrease my sugar or my food that's high on the glycemic index. And then you'll know it's worth your time, your energy and effort. So then she talked about the foundation, first things first. So where should we start? So one of the things in positive psychology um, is really essential to create what's called keystone habits. And these are the habits that we put into place that actually make other things fall into place as well. So she talked about it's good to start with habits that strengthen your self-control and that strengthen, they serve to kind of help other habits and help you form other habits as well. So foundation habits tend to be things, um, tend to reinforce each other, like they make it more likely. So for example, I mean, sometimes people, when they go to the gym and they work out, that keystone habit creates more productivity throughout the day. So her suggestion is to really strengthen or to adopt these habits, these foundational habits that kind of help put everything else in place as well. And so some of the examples might be something that might help us sleep, something that helps us move, something that helps us eat healthy and maybe drink uh, good quality water and that sort of stuff. So, and also, oh, I know the one for me that works really, really well is decluttering. When I declutter my house or I organize something or organize my office, it makes me so hyper productive in my work world and my career. (laughs) That's a keystone habit for me, 100%. So that's a foundation. Okay, so what comes to mind for you? What what needs to come first for you? What habit um, that would help you and help all other habits kind of fall into place for you? Okay, then she talked about scheduling. So when it's on the calendar, it happens. Scheduling must happen first in order, and it makes it so that it's more likely to convert into activity, into a habit. So scheduling it and making your habit grow stronger and faster, and you'll repeat it more, and it'll be more predictable for you. So her suggestion is making sure you schedule it and you put it right in your calendar. So what we do every day matters, right? As we said in the beginning, and more than what we do just once in a while. So scheduling it helps to also eliminate decision making. And in positive psychology, there's something called decision fatigue. And when we have to think things through or we have to make decisions, it makes it more of an obstacle and makes it more of a challenge. So the better it is that it's more planned and it's in place, then we have to make, we, it eliminates that idea of decision making. And it really increases a sense of self-command and it helps to fight procrastination. So we want to 
make sure that we can monitor it. We can see the results and know it's worth our time, energy, and effort. We also want it to be a foundational habit so it helps build other good habits. And then we also want to schedule it and put it into our calendar. Then the other piece of it is accountability. So almost like looking at it like someone is watching you. (laughs) So it's not enough to just schedule it. We also want to create a strategy of accountability. So accountability could be, you know, that you told somebody that you're going to do it. It can be face-to-face meetings. I know with... um, Al-Anon, which is like, or or any of these um, meetings like weight loss meetings or Alcoholics Anonymous meetings, a lot of them are the face-to-face meetings. There's accountability there. It's follow-up and it's really, really essential and really helps. It's like, for example, if you're going to meet a girlfriend or somebody at yoga, the chances of you follow through and going there and actually going to yoga is higher because you have that accountability piece. And in the coaching model, that is exactly what a life coach is for, right? It, it holds you accountable. Um, so I love that. Okay, so what are some ways that you can be held accountable for these new habits that you want to form? You know, can you have a conversation with a friend? Do you want to, you know, for me, my accountability piece is I have what I call this habit tracker <laughs> in my calendar. And I literally, like, I put a whole calendar and I color code my habits that I want to create. And I put a little dot on every day that I do my habit. And it's amazing because just making sure that I get all those dots is so motivating in and of itself. And that in and of itself really does hold me accountable. I know I'm crazy. Anyway, okay. So then the next part of her book is all about the best time to begin. Can you guess when that is? (laughs) You're right. It's right now. So the best time to begin is just taking the first step. And in positive psychology, it's called what it's called activation energy. And this it's harder to get started. The first step is sometimes the toughest step. And within her book, she talks about starting is often the hardest part, but continuing is actually easier. So what she's suggesting is that we want to make that first step. So it's really important because stopping or halting or putting a halt to your momentum really does breed guilt. It really makes us feel bad and kind of like we're losing ground or footing and it breaks habits, right? So the idea is, is that you want to just take your first step, just five, four, three, two, one and go and really, really take that opportunity to take the first step. Cause once you gain momentum, you'll be amazed at how much easier it is to follow through. So she talks about, um, she talks about just taking that first step. Don't rethink or revisit your habit, just start. And that is really, really essential. You know, so what would your first step be? What, what do you want it? What would help you start with your habit formation? You don't have to wait till a Monday, <laughs> You don't have to wait till a fresh week. So the idea is to start now. And then she also talked about, though, the power of a clean slate. And I love this idea. And this is kind of like New Year's. A lot of people feel motivated to start in the new year, um, having a clean slate, a new place to start. So this fresh start feels really, really energizing. It's like it's like a sense of possibility. So fresh starts can really trigger good habit change. So you can use these wonderful opportunities 
opportunities as a fresh start to launch your new habits and it will take a little less energy or you actually have more energy too. All right, so then she talked about lightning bolt. This is kind of exciting. So it's a strategy of a lightning bolt. It's kind of when you suddenly have a eureka or like a really light bulb idea and it really unleashes like an enormous force. It's or this could also be um, a new time frame in your life or a new milestone event. I know a lot of people are really highly motivated to formulate habits, especially if they're going to get married. So suddenly it's so easy to like for them to get on a health kick and slim down for their wedding or get in the best shape that they've been. And I always joke that some of my clients, when I used to work with ladies for weight management, uh, some of my weight loss clients, the ones that were getting divorced or had broken up, they're like, those were my best clients. (laughs) So that milestone event of them getting divorced or breaking up really helped to motivate them to like stay on track and create the habits that they needed and wanted in their life in order to get really fit and slim and just feel wonderful about themselves. So that's a lightning bolt event and it's a good example. Okay, so the idea is that sometimes we are really, um, we have new ideas, maybe you went to a workshop and you're all excited about these new ideas. These are all lightning bolt kind of jolts that help us like kind of like push us into, you know, new habit formation ideas or it unleashes that enormous force that can help us create new habit. I love that part. So the best time to begin is maybe when there's a clean slate, maybe when there's a lightning bolt striker infusion of energy or a milestone event that happened in your life that like pushed you into a new direction or just simply, you know what, take the first step, create that activation energy. Okay, so the next part in her book, I love this part. It, there's so many, there's so many points here that are so relatable. So this next part is all about desire, ease, and excuses. Okay, okay. So how often have you set a habit and you come up with kind of like excuses or you know it's so inconvenient, so you don't follow through on your habit, or you come up with you know a loophole, you know you only live once, so then you break the habit. Or you get distracted, right? We all get distracted. Or, you know, there's all kinds of things that happen or might get in the way of us forming our habits, making ourselves better than before. So here's what she talked about. She discovered and what she talks about within her book that is abstaining is much easier than moderation. So for example, getting rid of something entirely is actually more powerful in a habit to form a habit than it is to just do something moderately. She also talked about the power of convenience and inconvenience. So if you want something to turn into a habit, you wanna make it really convenient for yourself. And if you want something to go away as a habit to change, you want to make it inconvenient. So an example that comes to mind for me is um, if you are wanting to lose weight or cut sugar out of your diet, it's really inconvenient if you don't buy the cookies and they stay at the grocery store. (laughs) So the idea is when you walk past that cupboard, if you don't have cookies in that cupboard, the chances of you going into your car and going to get cookies from the store when you have a craving for them is kind of slim. You're less likely to do that. So the idea is you've made it more inconvenient for you to do that. So you've kind of prepared yourself. 
The other idea is this idea of convenience. So if you know you want to start working out every day before work or after work, um, if you pack your gym bag and you have it in your car already, it's very convenient for you to go to the gym. Or for example, if it's on the way home from work, it's like exactly en route, the chances of you working out are going to be higher. So we are influenced by the sheer convenience of what's in our environment. So how can you make the habit that you want to adopt more convenient? How can you make it more uh, attainable and more easy for you for it to have, for you to adopt this habit? And how can you make the habits that you don't want so much less convenient? And that'll really help you when it comes to, um, to your excuses and to the ease of adopting new habit. I love that. The other thing she talked about was called safeguards. And this is great. In positive psychology... Peter Goldwitzer, he uh, created this implementation intention and it is all about, you know, if something, if such and such, so you fill in the blank happens, then I will do, and then you fill in the blank. So what this does is safeguards you so that you can follow through on your habit. So it kind of anticipates or it minimizes temptations in your environment and it prepares your mind for something that may come up or may happen. So the idea is, you know what, so if such and such happens, then I will blah, blah, blah. So you fill in the blank. So if I want a glass of wine at night, then I will drink an entire liter of water before I have my glass of wine. So that is an implementation intention that safeguards me when I'm ready to have that glass of wine and I know one of my goals and my habits that I'm creating is to drink more water. Well, then there you go. That kind of that implementation intention really helps. And that does work for me. Okay, so what would your implementation intention be? So if such and such happens, then I will do and you fill in the blank. Very powerful tool. Okay, so she also talked about loophole spotting. This is those things that we, our brain is so smart, I swear to God. So it's amazing how we create excuses or we excuse our habits or get excused from our habits. And so it's that tomorrow logic, like, oh, I'll start tomorrow or, you know, just lack of control in a moment or, you know, just false choice such as, oh, I'm so busy or ah, this doesn't count, or you only live once, like all those things, right? These are loopholes. So the idea is just to be honest with your loopholes and making sure that you recognize them as excuses, excuses from your habits. And that's powerful. So just spotting those. She also talked about distractions and um, you distract yourself in the right way. So deliberately shift your attention to things that you want to focus on, that you want to achieve achieve and limit those distractions that move you away from um, forming your habits. Okay, the other interesting thing that she talked about, and I really, really emphasize this one too with my clients, is the idea of reward. So 
What you want to do is build your reward right into your habit. So the important thing is when you're forming a habit is to make sure that the habit in and of itself is a reward. So you want to make sure that habit in order for it to be sustainable, that it has that intrinsic motivation. So what I usually do is I make this whole list of all the benefits that I will feel and experience as a result, a direct result of the new habit that I'm creating. So for example, I'll go with the water theme, right? It helps you with beautiful skin. It makes you more radiant. It's good for circulation. It's fantastic for energy levels. So drinking water in and of itself has all these rewards built in. And I love this tip. So her idea isn't that you have a reward at the very end, but rather build the rewards into the habits themselves. And that is so cool, right? As you know, the habit of cutting sugar out and and that'll help you lose weight and that'll help you with empty calories and blah, blah, blah. The list goes on. The reward itself of slimming down is that your pants come on really easily. You feel slim. You feel sexy. You feel strong. You feel fit. You feel light. You feel energized. So the habit itself is rewarding. And that's so amazing. So the idea is, is that you want to recognize that the habit themselves create a challenge in our life, curiosity, control, mastery. It creates a sense of um, completion, this sense of, you know, um, mastery or control in your world, which is so great. Okay, but she did talk about treats. Okay, we got to talk about treats. So I love little things that kind of help you feel good about yourself and really um, reward yourself for all the effort that you put in on a regular basis. So she did talk about small treasures or treats um, they give you they give you incentive um, just to keep going and kind of it helps you to feel energized and helps you to feel cared for and centered and all that sort of stuff so it just is really good because it ends up boosting your self-command and your healthy habits so how can you treat yourself how, you know what treats make you feel um, good that you're looking after yourself and help you to keep moving forward with all your regular fantastic habits okay this is one of my favorite things that she talked about within her book it's called pairing and I know in atomic habits and in positive psychology it's called habit stacking and what it is is where you couple or you put together two activities so one that you need to do and one that you want to do so by putting those two things together you end up getting things done you end up accomplishing both and so the idea is is that it's not necessarily that one's a reward to the other it's just that you've pair them together and it makes it more effective and more likely to become a habit or or to make you finish it. So an example that comes to mind is my daughter. She doesn't really care for doing homework, <laughs> and but she loves Starbucks. So what I do with her is I pair those things together. So I definitely bring her to Starbucks when I know she's got a lot of work to do, and I do this for myself as well. And um, I buy her, you know, a hot chocolate or something fun for her to drink. And so she combines the pleasure that she loves about Starbucks and the nice atmosphere, and then she does her homework. So we pair those things together. 
there and it really does make it effective. The other thing I do is I don't like laundry at all, but I love podcasts. I love listening to podcasts or talking with a friend. So what I'll do is I'll talk with a friend or listen to a podcast while I'm folding laundry. So that way I get things done and it feels good at the end and it kind of pairs them together and allows me to become more productive, better than I was before. (laughs) So that's that section. So one of the things she did talk about within her book as well, and this is just the final little bit, is all about being really clear, being very clear on what it is that you would like to create in your life. So what habits do you really want to create or get rid of? So one thing that she talked about is that sometimes habits conflict with one another. Sometimes we're not really clear or our habits are too abstract. So she really emphasizes this idea of focusing and making it very concrete. Get clear on what it is that you value. Get clear on the action that you want to take and really look for what she called the red herring habit. So this is the habit that you can loudly claim that you want to adopt or the habit that you want to, you know, replace. So what is your red herring habit? Like, you know, if I were to, if you were to finish the sentence, I am going to, what would you say? What is that habit that's very clear, very, very, you know, not abstract at all. This is what you want for yourself. What is that habit? So she's emphasizing to get know yourself and to get really clear on the habit and be very specific and identify, you know, what it is that you, how do you want to show up in this world? You know, what, what would you like to practice and what do you want the most for yourself so you can really show up in a positive way? So she also talked a little bit about how we identify with ourselves. So I don't know about you. Have you ever caught yourself saying things like I'm lazy? um, I can't resist a sale or, you know, like anything that we say about ourselves as an identity, she is suggesting that we, we counteract that, that we tend to believe what it is that we hear ourselves saying. So practice describing yourself in a more positive way. So that way you can identify Identify with your new habits and the new way that you want to show up. And that is so huge, right? So for example, you could say, I love how I feel after exercising, or I'm um, an exercise junkie, whatever it is, or I'm so financially responsible, or you know, whatever it is, discover your new identity. What, it, what statement could you say um, that would be positive about yourself and your new habit? Okay, so that is so huge. This is the whole entire book. I thought it was so powerful. Better Than Before really tackles that question of how do we change? And the answer is by using habits. And the next question is how do we change our habits? And one of the best things that she discovered is to first know yourself and be very clear on the habit that you'd like to adopt or change and really recognize that what we do every single day matters and more even though than what we do once in a while. She also talked about how powerful it is to make it easy so that you can you can be successful with it, make it convenient. She also talked about focusing on your actions and not your outcome. So focusing on the process, right? Instead of rewarding yourself at the end, you know, give yourself those treats and um, notice that the habit 
itself is really rewarding. And um, yeah, so she really did emphasize that, you know what, change can happen and that we can surround ourselves with people that are going to support our change as well. And that we can really, um, we want to make sure we can monitor that change too. So what habits are you looking to change, right? Have you thought about that now? Can you use some of the things you learned within this book and gain that knowledge of, you know, and the best time to begin is right, right now. (laughs) Okay. So that's it. That's better than before by Gretchen Rubin. Such a great read. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I really did. And I know this is a perfect time of year to decide what habits that you want to change, what habits you want to adopt. Anyway, thank you so much, everybody for listening. I hope you enjoyed it this week. And I have another fantastic, exciting book for you next week. Join me next week. Okay. Bye everybody. If you like this podcast that's like personal training for your mind, you've got to come over to my website at andreasadel.com where I take all these books, I highlight, coach, and summarize the content in my unconventional book and coaching club. Let's face it, no one is sunshine and butterflies all the time, but we can make happiness a lifestyle. So I want to invite you to sign up at my website for my freebies and giveaways so that you can start each week positively. Finally, don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform you listen to, download and write a review because they really help grow the show.